Welcome to the Weird But Wonderful podcast. This is last week's episode. If you'd like to get today's episode, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash one weird podcast and get episodes a week early by supporting the show. Either way, enjoy the episode. I'll talk to you next time. Peace. Weird but Wonderful Podcast, your weekly dose of weirdness with me, the queen of saying I'm going to read more books, but let's face it, I'm just going to end up watching more YouTube videos, James Carline. On this show, we take a journey into the minds of strange people doing strange things. The show is all about putting our finger on the pulse of society, putting it on the pulse of the psyche of society, trying to understand people, their motivations. You know what makes people do certain things and we we try to figure that out through misconnections through online journals peer-reviewed studies psychology journals bizarre news and today uh, a special treat for the video viewers i would like to kick off with a video here probably not going to translate for the audio listeners sorry but you know I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, so this is pretty much someone posted this. I think this was like a uh, 4th of July party. And this was their summary of 2020. So a special treat mwah, for you, the video viewer listener. And then the most awkward thing of all time. Ugh. Oh, there is nothing worse. There is nothing worse in this life. And, and this is taking into account everything that could possibly happen to a human being. And I still say this. There is nothing worse than injuring yourself in front of a large group of people or like falling over or whatever and then trying to do the recovery pose of like yeah i did it or like yeah woo go me it is maximum levels of cringeworthy off the richter on cringe the trip the fall is the work. Look, I've been there. I've been there. Fuck it. Before we get into our stories, I'm going to share a little story with you. There was a time in primary school where, and I'm going to name names because fuck it. It's been, it's been like 20 years. No, it hasn't. I don't know. How old are you in primary school? I don't even know. It's been a while. It's been a while since our last told a story anyway smooth so smooth um there was it was primary school okay there was this girl that i liked her name was megan megan if you're listening you're absolutely not she knows who she is uh, <laughs> there was this girl that i liked in primary school and she was sitting with uh, a group of her friends you know as you do and so i kind of have to paint the picture there's there's like um this corridor that ran down along uh, these classrooms. And 
on the wall of the classroom, there's sort of like a bench seat. And that's where uh, Megan and her friends, they were eating lunch. And so I was coming up to them. Uh, there's sort of like uh, these, like, it, it comes up. It's this it's this slope that comes up, but it's concreted. And then it's also under like a, a corrugated iron, like covering. And then there, obviously there are poles to keep the fucking corrugated iron roof up. And so <laughs> my smooth move was... You know, because like my in was like I was like the funny guy, so I ha- I mean obviously, obvious. What did you need to be told that for? Obviously, was the funny guy. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, me. Um, so I come up. I can't remember what it was that I said or was gonna say or whatever. I don't know. But then I did. I did this like over dramatic, like you know, like flip turn maneuver. Um, it again, I wish I could understand like the co- like the context, you know, and like what I was saying or doing or whatever. But I remember doing that at the top of the concrete slope, and I sort of whipped around too too hard too fast and I started to okay you know when you start to fall but you run you sort of like your body picks up speed to try and catch itself I don't know why like what you're just gonna run yourself out of the fall and then go oh I recovered anyway (laughs) I whip turn way too hard down an incline I trip and begin to fall my body starts running to try and like catch itself whilst going down an incline and I run headfirst into uh, a metal pole which is hollow so it makes a very large sound, a very loud sound, a large sound, it makes a very loud sound and then it's attached to a corrugated iron roof which that rings out in there as well and this is in front of this girl that I like and am trying to impress and her friends. And then I get up and I turn to them and I say, I meant to do that. I meant to do that was the best thing I could come up with at that time. Could have said anything. Could have said anything. Could have said nothing. Could have said nothing. Nothing was an option. Could have said nothing. But I chose to say, I meant to do that. And then I just had to walk away. So, um, again, like like I say, nothing worse in this life than tripping and falling or injuring yourself in front of people, actually there is, tripping and falling in front of um, one person that you're trying to impress or date, that's how it would be worse, and then trying to do the awkward recovery, so some somehow I made it out, you know, somehow I made it out of primary school, I didn't spontaneously combust in a ball of cringe uh, at that very second, which I should have, 
um, you know, whatever powers that be um, decided to not <laughs> to not take me then. That would have that would have been better if I'd have just lay if I'd have just laid down and just said, Jesus, take me now. Just fucking, you know, what do they call it? Just rapture me right now. And then we just leave like a you know, a boy's school uniform in place, laying down. And I get because you know when when people get raptured for some reason all of their clothes get left behind. Don't know why. Don't know how that works. Maybe Jesus is a bit of a bit of a perv. You know, that's awkward. Now that I think about it, actually, if he comes along, Jesus, God, and the Holy Ghost, all three, same person. Not sure how it works, but you know, and that's and that's coming from someone who went to a religious school for a very long time, my entire childhood. So he raptures people up. And all of their clothes get left behind. So, and and that's that's the that's. It. I'm assuming if a rapture is happening, like like, let's say just on Earth, right? Because who knows what else is out there? Ooh, UFOs and stuff, maybe. If he raptures up all of the people worthy enough of coming to heaven, it's got to be a couple, uh, you know, a couple million people, right? Maybe, maybe a couple hundred million. What all of us just get teleported to heaven's waiting room naked. That's, that's an awkward way to fucking meet everyone, isn't it? And what if we come through the gates in heaven, right? And we're naked and then there's people already in heaven and they look over and they're fully clothed and they go, oh, that's also not a good way for me to fucking meet those people. God. Thanks a lot, Jesus. Thanks a lot, Jesus. Let's just hope we don't go out in a rapture. You know what I mean? Doesn't matter. There's nothing after death anyway. Um, what I wanted to talk about at the beginning of this show, now that I've, now that you know, we've gotten to know each other a bit better, and I've shared one of my most deeply embarrassing moments of my life with you. Uh, if you'd like to share one of your most deeply embarrassing lifetime moments with me. You can absolutely do that at One Weird Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to chuck it in a DM if you don't want to put it in a public place, but each to their own. Maybe maybe public uh, humiliation is your kink, so feel free to post it on a wall, maybe. Or you can email it. I don't remember what the email is, but I guess I should find it. Give me three seconds. Well, that's not it at all. Slopfestpodcast at gmail.com is what I have logged in. So fuck it. Just send it to there. That's not the right one, but I'll check it anyway. Um, <laughs> consistent branding. That's what you'll get on this podcast. Let's talk about a guy who was 22 when he moved to a different US city and he needed a new yoga studio. Obviously, it's the first thing on your, on your list when you move to a new city. Just trying to think of what you would need if you went to a new city. Maybe like a, you know, a nice new coffee spot. You're going to want to know the places to avoid. You know, what are the high knife zones? Just so I can uh, stay away from them. But again, each their own. When, you, when this guy moves to a new city, being 22, he needs to know where he can get a yoga studio, yoga studio, Yu-Gi-Oh studio. Uh, he discovered a place in... Eastern mysticism. 
He discovered a place that believed in Eastern mysticism. My apologies. Perfect for an open-minded spiritualist, which was how I saw myself at the time. Okay. An open-minded spiritualist, and he thought, Eastern mysticism, let's give it a go. Sounds pretty, sounds mystical, you know, I'm on board. I walked in and a young woman was very excited to see me. That's a red flag, red flag. If you're going anywhere and someone's excited to see you and they've never met you before, one, their boss is watching them, or two, it's a cult, or three, you've walked into a Commonwealth bank. Um, <laughs> today's episode brought to you by no one. So he walked in and a young woman was very excited to see me. She paid attention to my every word, making me feel cared about. Again, second red flag. Uh, hello, cult. Hello, cult. 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 No one cares about what anyone else has to say. Okay. So if someone you've never met before really cares about every single word coming out of your mouth, cult. Red flag, cult. I then met a master. Come on. We are, we're, we're second paragraph in, still on the first sentence, first sentence, second paragraph, and there have been three red flags already. And all he's done is walked in the door. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, so the master informed me I was very, I was in very poor energetic health and needed to sign up right away. Who buys this shit? I mean, like, have you ever walked in anywhere and they go, oh, yes, and oh, oh, my God, I'm hanging on every word that you have to say. I'm so interested in you as a person. Oh, my God, yes, this is the best. Oh, my God, meet my master. And the master comes over. Um, your fucking energy health right now sucks dick. Your energy health is trash right now. You must sign up right away. Give us money, 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 money. Sign up right now. $50 a month, money, money, please. Now, thank you. $50 a week. The classes were... <laughs> sorry. I just hate interactions with people who are trying to sell you shit. You know what I mean? We've been over this before. Because they're operating on a script. It's not a genuine interaction. They're just... They're trying to say certain things back to you when you're like trying to shut it down or whatever. They're just supposed to keep going. They have a script... Anyway, we've been there. We've covered that. We'll move on. Uh, the classes were quirky. We do 40 minutes of exercise and meditation to a mix of new age flute music and Michael Jackson. Okay. What's new age flute music? And the video uh, podcast watchers are getting all the benefits today. Also, um, I'm so glad that you could join me on this drive around the city tonight. And only the video people will know what that means. Um, we want new age flute music. All right, let's get some new age flute music. All right, well, um, oh no, because I don't want to. Are these like royalty free? Because I don't want to get dinged for having some calming sounds in the background. You know what I mean? Let's see, sorry, just really quick. Let's see if we can get some, uh, I'll just type in the word royalty free after it. And then we'll read the rest of this 
sentence. New Age flute music. Let's do it. No, that's just New Age music that features a flute. Don't let them fool you. Always find the New Age flute music. Here we go. Sorry, this isn't even flutes, dude. Ah, there we go. There are the flutes. The classes were quirky. We do 40 minutes of exercise and meditation to a mix of New Age flute music and Michael Jackson. It was far less pretentious than the yoga studios I'd visited before. I decided to join for the haggled price of $100 a month. You haggled the price. Hold on. Fuck. Pause the New Age flute music. You haggled the price. You went in there. This lady was so excited to see you. She gave you all the, the attention in the world, made you feel cared about. The master informed you, and he didn't need to do this, might I add. He didn't have to tell you, but he wanted to help you. And he said, hey, look, you're in poor energetic health, okay? And you must sign up right away. Get the power of New Age flute music and Michael Jackson deep within you. Tons of jokes in that sentence that we're not going to go into. And it's in a f done in a far less pretentious way than yoga studios. How is yoga pretentious? I've never been to a yoga studio. So, again, <laughs> like, immediately backtracks. Immediately backtracks. It took me one second to be like, oh, how was, how was a yoga studio pretentious? Well, I've never been to a yoga studio. So, let's not have an opinion on that. For some reason, I was trying to equate it to, like, uh, like meditation because headspace. Headspace is where it's at. Andy Puttercombe just has the... He just has the most beautiful voice on the planet, you know? We found it, and it's and we found the most beautiful voice, and it lies within, a, within inside a man, and his name is Andrew Puttercombe. He's going to start with the eyes open. Soft focus, just taking in the space around you in the room, no matter what's been going on, no matter what the mind is stressed with right now, no matter how the body feels, just for a moment, letting go of all of that. And he isn't pretentious about how he delivers mindfulness and meditation practices. Go check it out. Enrich your life. Sign up today for $100 a month. It's like 20 bucks a month, I think. But I want my $5 finder's face. It's $25 a month. All right, let's get back to our new age flute music. You haggled the price. This guy said, look, you're poor energetic health. You must sign up today. And you say, well, I've, you know, my energetic health feels pretty good. I mean, you know, how about a hundred bucks? Let's face it. The master probably would have taken 20, but he saw you coming and he upped it. Part of our practice is... None of us shall discuss how much we pay each month with each other member because he's charging everyone different prices. That's the scam. It's part of the scam. During my second class, the teacher gave me a healing massage, rubbing my chest with both hands. I started to cry. A friend had killed herself a few weeks before and I was probably more emotionally raw than I realized. Well, fuck. Okay. I was going to make fun of that for a second, but... We'll give that one a miss. 
As I got better at yoga, the masters told me I had potential. Within a month, my master had personally requested that I attend a weekend retreat the organization was hosting in the Arizona desert, where about 400 people spent time doing yoga. I'd have to pay my airfare plus fees to the organization. Pause the new age flute music again. Come on. This guy. How did he take this as like. The master really has seen me come, come on leaps and bounds in my yoga practice and really needs me to be part of this retreat. And that's why. I have to pay my own airfare, accommodation, and also fees to the studio. Wait, sorry, am I I helping facilitate this class or am I just attending the class because, you know, this retreat, sorry. Am I just attending? You're just attending the retreat, dude. He just sold you in a very backhanded way, which is genius, but, you know... (laughs) Ah, yes. I don't think we could do this without you. And that's why for the small price of $3,000, you shall be part of this uh, retreat. Oh, yeah. No, you'll be helping. Uh, We we can't do it without you. Whatever you need to hear, blah, 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 blah. Bring me the cash. Money, 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 money. The The retreat was fancy. Lots of rich Californians and huge houses with a pool, gardens, and many outhouses. We were all fed. I made close friends from around the world for forging deep bonds with other members, some sexually charged. I had a good time. (laughs) He's like, "Uh, yeah, so I forged deep, deep bonds with people from all around the world. Some of them sexually charged, I'm not going to lie. Some of these bonds were very sexually charged. I had a good time. After that, I attended two more retreats. Fucking he... Mate, he saw you coming. Not Not only did he sell you on your subscription to the studio, he then sold you to on the retreat by making you think that you were a more important part of the retreat than you actually were. You were Clearly just a paying customer. And then he got you on two more retreats? Damn, this guy's good. This master knows how to sell. At one, the leader addressed the crowd in a manner of a minister giving a sermon. There was even a special chair that only he could sit on. Okay, cult. Before he was introduced on the opening night, the crowd was whipped into a frenzy. As loud music, as loud dance music played. A rock star entrance. One master hadn't spoken to his parents in years. It was very tough, he said, but saving the world was more important. Saving the world was more important, red flag? Okay. Yeah, mum and dad don't really talk to me anymore now that I joined the sovereign brotherhood of earthly mysticism dancers. What was that? Um, no country, no, not no country for old men. It's like I watched like half of it on Netflix, and those people who were like, "Yeah, we're totally part of like a yoga thing." Yeah, sorry, go go bomb someone's car. 
okay, hopefully that helps my like chakras or something. I don't really know how that works, but sure, I'll do it. Now go stab this person. Okay, at what point, what part of the meditation practice is this exactly? Don't question the almighty master. Okay, my apologies. During that third event, senior devotees tried to convince me to become a healer, their term for someone who teaches classes. They said, quote, do you want to save the world? Make that happen by teaching. By then, I'd sacrificed time and money for the group and made friends. I had reservations, but was too embarrassed to turn back. I'd paid several thousands of dollars to train, maxing out my credit cards. Jesus. Healers are a step below masters, which are similar to monks living in small apartments with other masters and turning over most of their possessions. I mean, that's what they want you to believe. You know, they're like, oh, no, no, no. This is definitely like a not-for-profit organization. Yeah. Yeah, the Bentley. Well, it's like, you know, we were not allowed legally to make a profit. So it's like I had to put it back into the business, my pocket. A close friend who joined around the time I did, quit university and spent tens of thousands of dollars from her student loan fund to become a loyal master. Guys, this is a, this is a cult. You're in a cult. At what point, like, you're like, okay, yeah, I need some, like, new, like, yogic practices. It's like, well, yeah, now I'm on a retreat. And now the retreat is sexually charged. And now I'm on another retreat. And now I'm on another retreat. And now I should become a healer, $10,000. Like, just be like, nah, that's okay. We can still be friends though, right? Like, I'll still just, I'll come into the shop. We'll do like our yoga stuff. And then like, I'll go home and like not spend $10,000 becoming a healer, saving the world. Save the world? How did they, oh, how did they convince you with that? These practices are, I guess, because they like sell you on the benefits. Like you're all, you're so deep in it and you see the benefits of this thing. You know, you're making friends, you're probably feeling better. And then it's like, hey, you know, you need to teach this to other people. You're like, yeah, it'll totally change their world. And we'll save the world a person at a time by convincing them to give us $10,000. After a few months training, I realized I wasn't seeing my friends and family as much as I used to. The organization didn't like it when I went on a weekend away with friends. I thought about leaving, but had already paid a year's subscription and for more Arizona trips. I figured I'd stay and gain from the experience. This is, there's a name for this where, uh, not just loss aversion. I think there's like a nut, like there's a proper name for it where, if you're trying to, uh, say, make friends or get out of the house more or, you know, uh, let's let's take, for example, you want to get out of the house more. So even if you don't, like, have any mates or whatever, you're like, okay, I need to get out of the house more. So um, one thing that I've heard, I can't remember who said it, but um, one thing they would do is make a reservation at a restaurant for themselves and then pay like ahead of time, like paying for things ahead of time so that when it comes to doing the thing, you're not just saying, oh no, I don't want to go do that thing. You're, um, oh, thank God. Sorry. 
I thought the recording had stopped. <laughs> I didn't see numbers moving. Anyway, um, you pay for something ahead of time so that when when that event comes around, and normally you could just make the excuse of being like, ah, no, I'll do it another time or whatever, or ah, no, I'm not going to go this time. You've already paid money. So you would be losing something by not going. And in that, that sort of uh, practices... Uh, a way to sort of force yourself to do things because you don't want to you don't want to lose the money I guess you're actually losing something by not going um, so by planning things ahead of time and then prepaying for them it forces you to have to go and do them so it's a pretty clever tactic to get people to you know pay ahead of time pay these like thousands of dollars in subscriptions or whatever or pay for trips ahead of time so that you know, they can't really leave because they've already committed all this money. So they would be losing thousands of dollars if they just left. But, you know, interesting. As time went on, I struggled. I started reading online accounts of others who felt exploited by the group. I wasn't falling in line either. Once a master grabbed me by the shoulders, shouted in my face and shook me because I wasn't doing what they wanted. I was supposed to be an obedient subject, an obedient subject. I was going to say student. Uh, the tipping point was when I was told I should leave behind my unconscious family, parentheses, my parents, and my spiritual family. The organization was, or as my spiritual family, the organization was more important. One master hadn't spoken to his parents for five years. It was tough. He told me he said that saving the world was far more important. I know he believed he was doing the right thing. He was just fully indoctrinated. That's, that's, it's so interesting because, so they get you to pay for things ahead of time so that you're committed to doing them because loss aversion is a pretty good self-motivator. Uh, then they alienate you from people who might have different, you know, thoughts or beliefs or might be able to talk you out of um, being part of this thing. Uh, and then... They give you this purpose in life, you know, save the world. What you're doing is so important. You're having such a big impact, you know, by being here and being with us and doing these things. So they kind of give you, they they take away important elements and then give you this sort of like guiding star. That's, yeah, it's fascinating. It's very interesting. Uh, I spent six months with the organization I didn't want to be convinced to stay. So when I left, I basically ghosted everyone. I still felt I owed them an explanation though. In the end, I sent them a postcard saying, good luck on your path, but this is not my path. They never wrote back. So he spent six months with the organization and didn't want to be convinced to stay. So he just left. It takes a lot to do that, to just sort of like up and because you've made all these connections with people, you've forged new relationships, you've alienated other people in your life, you've committed all this money, you know, to just be like, no, I'm I'm going to leave and I'm going to ghost everyone here. Like that's, that's, uh, you're very much the, what's it called? The exception than the rule. Uh, the only time I saw anyone from there again was a decade later on the front page of a magazine. The article described the organization as a cult. Thank you. 
Not that, sorry, not that no one was listening to this and being like, oh no, this sounds like a, you know, a fine group of people, a genuine uh, startup, a startup nature, a very uh, flat business model, you know, no hierarchical structures, uh, you know, it definitely seems above board and not like a cult at all. So I think we all, we all felt cult right at the beginning. Uh the article described the organization as a cult, outlining its brainwashing tactics and speaking to several former members I knew. From some of their stories, I'm glad I got out when I did. Holy fuck. Imagine that water cooler talk. Hey, did you see the uh, see the cover of Variety today? Yeah, that like cult. Whatever. Yeah, I used to be a healer. I actually used to be a healer. I was saving the world. Yeah, what these guys were doing is pretty important. I was saving the world as well at one point in time. Um, just with my mystic yogic practices I could teach you one day or something, then that's how you start your own one. You take the elements that you've learned, now you're the master. So the take home here is be be wary of anyone uh, who talks about yoga in a positive light and just to be safe, anyone who wears yoga pants because um, that could be the garb of the indoctrinated cult member so just important things to keep in mind uh and that's going to do it for this episode if you're digging what i'm doing here you know you want to support the show you want to get your hands on early episodes behind the scenes bonus content all that good stuff you can head over to patreon.com forward slash one weird podcast check out the tiers if you see something you fancy something you want to get your hands on or maybe you just want to support the show uh you know again head over to the site check out them tiers become a patron today um again shane sam producer patron sam you guys i say it all the time but i'm gonna say it again back in something with your bucks you know it's like the ultimate uh support your your financially you're economically responsible uh to a certain degree for keeping this podcast going so quite frankly if anyone has any issues with the fact that this podcast is still going uh i will have to sort of um pass you off on to uh the patrons because it's partially their fault so uh if you're looking for people to blame uh shane sam producer patron sam send send them your um queries concerns your feedback and they'd be more than happy to uh help you out uh, but if you want to keep up to date with all the things going on, slap a follow on the socials at One Weird Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Instagram, probably the main one. Definitely my my preferred platform of choice. It's where I'm uploading the most stuff. Yeah, I was going to describe what that stuff was, but it's like, who cares? Just go check it out if you want to. Uh, and you can also find me at my Pixel Persona on Instagram and Twitter. Share the show with a friend. Leave a five-star review wherever you get podcasts. It helps those goddamn algorithms let people know that this is worth listening to. Um, But yeah, word of mouth, still the best way. Tell a friend, tell two friends. Tell two friends this week about the podcast and, and say, hey, this ain't trash. Peep it with your ear holes. And that's going to do it. Obviously, I've clearly run out of words. So thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 68. Come back for episode 69. Oh,
a sexy episode indeed we have coming up. Uh, I'm not sure if it will be actually, just because this is... I've only just now noticed that the next episode will be episode 69, but let's see. Come back for a sexy 69, and I'll see you next time. The episode, not you get it. See you next time.